The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? We are live on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Today is Sunday, August 27th. I am Ryan Boyer, and I will be flying solo today. So just me and you, buckle up. We'll have some fun. We will talk about some, do our normal Sunday, three up and three down from, from the Saturday's slate of games. Also going to be touching on some fab recommendations slash waiver wire recommendations. Uh, but first, let's get into some headlines. Unfortunately, we're going to talk a little, a few closer, uh, notable closer headlines. One kind of good news. Uh, other one, not so good news. Felix Bautista, um, arguably, and, and I'm not even, not even sure if it's arguably, uh, the best closer in baseball this season. He suffered an arm injury on Friday in an appearance. I think he actually, it happened on a pitch that he threw 102.3 miles per hour, I believe. But unfortunately, uh, something happened in his elbow during that pitch. Uh, he was one strike away, I believe, from from recording that save, but had to be pulled from that outing. Subsequent testing has revealed UCL damage in his elbow. We do not know the extent of that damage at this point, um, but even if it's relatively minor as far as UCLs go, um, can't imagine that the Orioles are going to get him back this season or fantasy managers get him back this season, which is obviously a huge bummer. Like I mentioned, probably the best closer in baseball this season. Um, he flashed just enormous upside last year and has cashed in on all of that potential in this sum in 2023, but looks like he's going to be out at minimum for the rest of this season. Obviously, anytime you talk about uh, UCL damage, Tommy John surgery is potentially on the table. That would knock him out until 2025. So just a big bummer for the Orioles and for fantasy managers and just baseball fans in general. I'm not going to see the mountain for a while. Um, if there is a silver lining for the Orioles, Yenier Cano is kind of waiting in the wings. He picked up a save Saturday, and 
he was an all-star this year. He's been phenomenal. Um, so the Orioles have a kind of a ready-made option to take over that ninth inning. He's going to be sliding right into that role. Um, I do think that Danny Colombe has um, also had a really good year. I suspect he, he actually picked up the save. I think he needed just one pitch. He came in uh, in relief of Batista after he got hurt Friday. Uh, when the opposition has some some lefties due up, I wouldn't be shocked if if Brandon Hyde uses Colombe um, on occasion. But I do think I think he's worth a deep league pickup. But I do think Cano is definitely the guy to roster there if you have to pick one of them. More closer news. Um, Kenley Jansen, a little bit of a hamstring scare. Uh, he was unavailable for a few days, but he threw a bullpen session, I believe, maybe live BP on Saturday. Came out out of it with no issues, so he's a go for Sunday. Um, as long as he can avoid a setback, look like he's going to be fine. He's in the midst of another another great season, kind of def- defying uh, Father Time a little bit. Um, so Kenley, Kenley Jansen looks like he's going to be ready to go. Um, so if you've if anybody cut him loose in your league, uh, I know in one of my leagues where there's it's a head-to-head league, and we're in the we're in the middle of playoffs. So I guess the I guess the Kenley Jansen manager felt like they couldn't wait around to see if he could avoid an IL stint. So and he was cut loose in that league, and I. Jumped on a waiver claim in, in that league. I have I'm blessed with a bye for the first week, the first round of the playoffs. Um, but I'll have Jansen now. I actually have first waiver priority, so we'll be getting him um, going into my second round matchup. So if Kenley Jansen has dropped, go ahead and scoop him back up. Um, we I am going to get into some there was some new news this morning on David Robertson. We're going to talk about that in the three up three down segment. So just keep in mind that I'm not neglecting that that part of the closer news. Um, one other headline: Jake Cronenworth looks like he's done for the season. Took a pitch off his wrist on uh, Friday, and subsequent X-rays revealed a fracture. No timetable as far as I'm aware of has been provided, but it's almost certainly not going to be something he's going to be able to come back from before the end of the season. Um, and especially since the Padres are just as talented as they are on paper, they're just really not looking like they're going to be in contention down the stretch. So uh, I can't imagine that they're going to rush Cronenworth back. Um, Garrett Cooper is – Taken over at first base. That's where Cronenworth has seen the majority of his action this season. Uh, that kind of opens up the the DH spot for the Padres. I know yesterday, I, I think uh, Juan Soto got to start in the DH spot. I mean, uh, Bob Melvin could kind of rotate that with, with different DH guys, um, not have a dedicated spot. Maybe Matt Carpenter gets some run again. He's been absolutely dreadful. Uh, G-Man Choi will be back, hopefully, at some point um, in the not-too-distant future. Um, and he and he and uh, Garrett Cooper can kind of rotate in between first base and, and DH for the Padres. Uh, 
Not a ton of fantasy upside there, though, for either of those guys. I do I prefer Cooper. He's generally pretty decent hitter when healthy. Not a lot of home run pop, but pretty decent hitter nonetheless. Um, one other headline, Chase Silseth, really bizarre play. Um, he was making a start yesterday against the Mets, and I think the Mets were trying a double steal and the throw went over to first base, and Silseth was kind of crossing the diamond, and I believe Trey Cabbage was playing first base. He threw over to third base, and Silseth was kind of in the line of fire, actually struck him in the back of the head, and he kind of stumbled and then fell down, was on the on the field for, for several minutes before finally walking off. Went to the hospital. It sounds like he's going to be okay. Um wouldn't be a shock if he misses at least one start, I would say. Um, especially since the Angels are like the Padres, um, probably not going to be in playoff contention at this point. Um, they have even longer odds than the Padres do. Uh, but Silseth, if he does make his next start, I believe it's lined up against the to go up, up against the A's. So, you know, especially in deeper leagues, I'd really like to hang on to him if you can. Um, the good news, though, with him is it looks like he's avoided any fractures. looks like he's avoided any concussion uh, issues. So uh, I think he should be okay over the long haul, but could miss at least one start. Um, and they might go ahead and, and put him on the IL just to be safe, but it sounds like he's going to be okay. And he's flashed some upside. Uh, he – was just okay yesterday before getting hurt. Um, not great to start before that, but the prior to that, he'd really uh, shown some upside. So I, I would like to hang on to him in deeper leagues, especially if he does make that next start that's going to come against the A's. So that's a nice, uh, nice soft landing spot. Uh, that covers most of the big weekend storylines. We'll do our three up, three down from Saturday and talk waiver wire targets. But first, a quick commercial break. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know all the heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the ball, the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 home runs over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather, weather might influence might change weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only five dollars a month and see what the index will look like for every game, every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, let's get into our three up from Saturday segment. And first, we're going to start with Adam Duvall. Uh, double and a three-run, go-ahead three-run home run for the Red Sox and their win over the Dodgers. Adam Duvall, back on August 7th, took a golden sombrero, uh, four plate appearances, four strikeouts, if you didn't already know what that term meant. But since then... Batting 339, six home runs, 17 RBI in 17 games. And, you know, Adam Duvall is kind of the quintessential boomer bust, hot and cold player, as we've come to realize over the years. Certainly in the midst, it, the, earlier this season, if you remember in April, he was just having a massive start to the season. Then he got hurt. Got out of the gates a little slow after he came back, but now he's really starting to heat up again. Red Sox are in the thick of the playoff hunt. So if Adam Duvall was dropped in your league, I think he's absolutely worth picking back up because he's, you know, when he's hot, he can he can really carry a fantasy team, really carry a, a real-life team. He's going to be – if the Red Sox are going to con- continue to stay in playoff contention, he's going to be a play a big part in that, I think. So – especially if you need a little home run pop swing is kind of geared towards Fenway park really well. I think he's absolutely worth picking up another guy with a big game Saturday Teoscar Hernandez, a couple home runs, six RBIs and in Seattle's absolute beatdown of the Royals. I believe they hit seven home runs, uh, scored 15 runs uh, against the Royals. I mean, the, the Mariners are just uh just steamrolling everybody these days. They're now in the in first place in the AL West. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez in 22 games in August, boasting a 10.08 OPS, five home runs, and 16 RBIs. 
up to 21 home runs and 75 RBI on the season. So he's basically, you know, it's been a bit of a struggle at times, but he's basically given the Mariners overall what they kind of should have expected. Um, his plate discipline, which has never been a big strength, has been even worse this year. He's striking out a ton. He's been kind of hit or miss even more so than normal. Uh, but the numbers with this hot streak are kind of kind of there where they where we should have expected. So I think fantasy managers and season long leagues have to be fairly happy with what uh, what with what Teoscar Hernandez has provided. And as I mentioned, with as hot as the Mariners have been, um, those counting stats are going to continue to be pretty good. I think as long as he's you know keeps that keeps that bat red hot. Also from Saturday, um, not like a big performance, especially compared to the last two, but Joe Ryan uh, came off the injured list and looked pretty good for the Twins. Five innings, just one earned run, five hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. He induced 12 whiffs on 80 pitches. And I think it's especially notable for Ryan. He was down with four, a couple weeks with a, with a groin injury. I think it's notable that he had a nice start coming back because he was, I mean, I think borderline droppable depending on the depth of your league prior to, to going on the injured list in his previous seven starts before going on the IL, he had an 863 ERA. He'd given up 17 home runs and 32 and a third innings pitched just a massive number. Um, And, you know, Joe Ryan's always been, an extreme fly ball pitcher. Um, so home runs can be an issue for him at times. They really were an issue for him prior to getting hurt. I mean, I don't know that he's magically going to, going to solve those issues. Um, but so far, so good First start back, start back from the injured list looked pretty good. And, you know, prior to that rough stretch, he was, in the midst of a fantastic year. So hopefully we can get that version of Joe Ryan back for the stretch run. Fantasy managers would certainly appreciate it. The twins would appreciate it. Um, Hopefully it can serve as a, maybe a little silver lining that IL stint missed a little bit of time, kind of recharge the batteries and hopefully he can be good again down the stretch. Now we get to the three down from Saturday. And as I mentioned before, when we were talking about closers in the headlines, David Robertson, also in the headlines for the wrong reasons, had a blown save in a loss. The Marlins lost to the Nationals on Saturday, gave up two runs, one earned on two hits and one hit by pitch. 7.20 ERA and a 9-6 to strikeout to walk rate in 10 innings pitched since joining the Marlins. And Skip Schumacher, the Marlins manager, announced this morning, I believe, that as of Sunday, uh, David Robertson would no longer be serving as the team's closer, at least for the time being. Uh, I don't think Schumacher, as far as I know, uh, named a closer a new closer in Robertson's absence as he goes to kind of a lower leverage role to get back on track. Hopefully I like Tanner Scott the most 
in that bullpen. Um, he's been the most consistent reliever the Marlins have had this season. You know, he's always had a huge arm, um, but he's just striking out a ton of guys this year, and the, he's kept the walks down to a reasonable rate. I mean, that's always been the major issue with Tanner Scott. It hasn't been stuff. I mean, he's he throws – Triple digits regularly from the left side has a nice has a nice slider as well. He's always had that that late inning potential. He just needed to throw more strikes, and he's done so so far this year. So he would be my preferred target if you had to pick one. AJ Puck uh, was their closer, their their primary closer until they got David Robertson. Although it kind of seemed like he was on the way out. Um prior to them trading for David Robertson after just a dreadful July puck has looked a lot better in August. So it's possible he'll get some looks as well. It, he could even be the the guy that that skip Schumacher goes with. If he wants to keep uh, Tanner Scott in more of a high leverage role earlier in games, I think both of those guys are worth scooping up. But if I had to pick one, Scott would be my, my choice out of the two. Another down from Saturday, not a great start from Eduardo Rodriguez against the Astros, four and two-thirds innings, four earned runs, five hits, four walks, and just one strikeout. Needed 96 pitches to get through those five and two, or excuse me, four and two-thirds innings, only three whiffs on those 96 pitches. Not a great rate there. Um, Rodriguez has been bad in two of his last three starts. He's kind of kind of alternating alternating good and bad starts of late, but I don't think there are too many major red flags here. Um, I think to a certain degree he has pitched over his head this year, but, you know, for a guy who we're counting on mainly for strikeouts, I think, um, I think he's going to be ultimately fine. You know, he's actually, he's obviously pitching for uh Pitching for a free agent deal, he's got a an opt-out in that contract that he's almost certainly going to use as long as he's healthy at the end of the season. So I don't think there's really anything to worry about here with Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, maybe if you can sell high on him and someone believes that he's the you know the two two-ish ERA guy he was for a large bulk of the season, perhaps you can do that. But I don't really know if that's uh, a realistic possibility or not. I think he's just a little speed bump here. And I think he's ultimately going to be fine. A guy who I don't think is going to be fine at this point is Carlos Carrasco, just a brutal start yesterday against the angels. One and two thirds innings pitched five earned runs, seven hits and just one walk in that loss to the angels. In, so far in the second half, Carlos Carrasco, zero quality starts, 10.24 ERA in eight post-break starts. He's given up 55 hits in 29 innings, just a, an obscene number. I mean, he'll be, what, 37 next going into next season. I wonder if the, at this point he's looking at perhaps a minor league deal this offseason, if he even wants to continue his career. Um, getting up there in age, as I mentioned, my buddy 
DJ Short, I believe, uh, <laughs> tweeted out yesterday during his during Carrasco's start. He's a he's a Mets fan. Um, Carlos Carrasco's nickname, of course, is Cookie. And DJ tweeted out that you know Carrasco seems like a nice guy, but the Cookie looks burnt at this point. So, unfortunately, I think that's probably accurate. You know, Carrasco was pretty good last year when healthy for the Mets. So. Not something we necessarily should have seen coming, The that this could be the beginning of the end for him, but I think he could be looking at perhaps a minor league deal this offseason, maybe like a one-year incentive-laden contract, something like that. All right, let's shift into our fab talk slash waiver wire recommendations. And first, I'm going to go with Parker Meadows. I don't know if you guys saw the highlight from – Friday, I believe. Um, Ryan Presley had a rare blown save for the Astros. Uh, struck out the first two guys of the inning, then give up three straight singles to tie the game. Last of which I believe was a Javier Baez broken bat single. So a little bit of unlucky unluckiness there. But then the big blow came from Parker Meadows, who hit a walk-off three-run homer. First major league home run is a walk-off against the defending world champs. Hard to beat that. Pretty cool scene in Detroit. And going into action Sunday, Parker Meadows was 6 for 17 in his first five major league games. Mentioned the the walk-off home run on Friday. He also had a stolen base on Saturday. He's already drawn four walks so far in the early going. This season at AAA Toledo, Meadows, Meadows had posted an 8-12 OPS, 19 home runs, and 19 stolen bases. He was nearly a 2020 guy in, in last season at high A and double A. You know, so, so plenty of fantasy potential here. They they moved Riley Green to, to right field to accommodate Meadows. Um, I don't know. Me personally, I wasn't really aware that Riley, Riley Green was a – like a poor defensive center fielder, but I think that gives you an, an idea of how they view um, Parker Meadows going forward. I think he's a big part of their their future plans. You know, the, the Tigers have had a couple guys in Spicker, Spencer Torkelson and Kerry, Rock, Kerry Carpenter uh, kind of broke out as hitters this season. So they, they're hoping that, that uh, Parker Meadows can – can be part of the their group to build around on the offense, offensive side. So, you know, he's not like an elite prospect, but certainly very intriguing for fantasy. Wish he played in a better park, but, you know, those guys that can hit for power and have speed are obviously highly sought in fantasy. Another guy I would like to recommend, Jordan Wicks, not to be confused with Rowan Wick, also a former Cub. Uh, Jordan Wicks came up to make his major league debut on Saturday against the Pirates, and he was fantastic. Five innings, one earned run, just two hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts. I think he gave up I – don't, I don't know if it was a leadoff home run, but I believe a home run to Key Brian Hayes in the first inning and was just fantastic after that. And – a win and nine-plus strikeouts in his major league debut. The first Cub to do that since Mark Pryor. 
And if you go back before Mark Pryor, I, I think it was 1917, the last rookie Cubs pitcher to accomplish that feat. So kind of rarefied air uh, with as well as Jordan Wicks pitched in his major league debut. He had been really good at AAA prior to his promotion, 2.29 ERA in his last four starts there. From a workload perspective, I mean, I think he's should be fine. He's right at um, his innings this year, pretty much the same as they were the year before. So I don't think he's going to really be under any restrictions down the stretch. You know, if you look at his, if you look at his game log from the minors, there's a lot of four and two thirds, five innings, five innings, a six mixed in there every now and then. So I wouldn't expect him to be pitching deep into games regularly, but I also don't think he's going to be a candidate to just be outright shut down. I think he's going to pitch through the end of the season. And, you know, the Cubs are in the playoff hunt. They've lost Marcus Stroman indefinitely. So I think Rowan Wick is probably going to keep that rotation spot for at least as long as as Marcus Stroman is sidelined. And I think he's worth a pick a pickup definitely in especially deeper leagues, maybe even some some 12 teamers. Another guy who's kind of uh, less less sexy, I guess, um, a pitcher who's been around a while, Paul Blackburn. I mean, is is he the first uh, A's pitcher to make a, make this fab list on our on our Sunday show this year? I, I think he probably has to be. Maybe the first A's player. Period. Uh, you know, Blackburn struggling in his first half, first start of the second half. But since then, going into, I, I believe he's starting today against the uh, White Sox. Maybe not. Have not seen what he has done so far today. So keep that in mind. But. Going into today, since then, after that bad first start of the second half, he's posted a 2.25 ERA, 36 to 12 strikeout to walk rate over 34 innings, more than a strikeout per inning on the season, which is certainly atypical of him. He's not a guy who's always missed a ton of bats. What he has been really good at is avoiding the barrel, uh, average exit velocity, Max exit velo, barrel rates, all in the 87th percentile or higher so far this season for Paul Blackburn. So it's been good at missing uh, missing the, the sweet part of the bat, and he's actually missed a good amount of bats uh, overall on the on the season. So I don't know if he can we can necessarily count on that to continue. Um, but pretty good pitcher, obviously not in a great situation with the. Uh, that A's offense backing him. Um, but, you know, good pitcher's park. He's kind of been on a roll lately. And because he missed so much time at, at the beginning of the season, he's uh, we don't really have to worry about him tiring down, down the start, stretch. So I think in a deeper league, uh, at the very least, he's, he's streamable. Uh, one final waiver wire slash fab recommendation, Josh Rojas. Absolute disaster for the Diamondbacks earlier this season. Comes over to the Mariners in the Paul Seawald deal, and he's been fantastic. Uh, 300 batting average, 333 OBP, 483 slug slugging percentage, three home runs, three stolen bases in 17 games since joining 
the Mariners. I mean, the Mariners have been just desperate for production from that second base spot. Colton Wong has just been what well, was he's he's since moved on. Uh, actually, I saw the other saw yesterday, maybe the day before. He's actually playing some shortstop in the Dodgers organization right now. So that's that's interesting. The Dodgers uh, bring in Ahmed Rosario, move him to second base, bring in Colton Wong, move him to shortstop. So that's that's interesting. Um, but yeah, they they've really struggled to get production at second base, and Josh Rojas is is giving it to him so far. Um, Worth noting, he has been batting ninth predominantly and not starting against lefties. So the counting stats aren't going to be great. Um, but, you know, if there is a lineup right now that you want to be batting ninth in, maybe it's the Mariners with as good as they've been swinging the bats. So, you know, there could be worse situations. And, you know, Rojas, we've seen in the past, has been fantasy viable. Last year, especially uh, from a stolen base perspective, was really, really handy to have. Does have some multi-position eligibility he should in your in your league. He's got a little bit of pop. So, I mean, he should be widely available at this point. And I think he's probably worth worth scooping back up for the for the stretch one, the stretch run while he's swinging a hot bat. So I think that will be it for today. I appreciate you all tuning in to our solo pod for the Roto-Wire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Please rate and review the show. If you like what you're hearing, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan P. Boyer. Always there to answer any questions. If you'd if you have any uh, any queries for me about your fantasy team, I know we're reaching football season, but also coming down the stretch for fantasy baseball. So if you need a help with a with a boost to your title, I'm always always around to help out. Stay tuned for more podcast episodes from Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast every day of the week. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.